0: Hello family and welcome back to the Explore the Extraordinary podcast. My name is Betty Guadagno and today I'm joined by Guy Lawrence. And Guy is a spiritual experiencer, a podcaster, a spiritual retreat facilitator, an entrepreneur. And I had the pleasure of being on his his podcast a couple of weeks ago. And I really was so lit up with the electric energy that I felt while we were having our conversation that I really wanted, I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to repay the energy and also give that space for podcast hosts to come on and share about their own spiritual experiences. I feel like it's such a great service to the collective to create conscious space And so I love allowing hosts to come on and be on the other side of of the mic for for a change. So I'm really appreciative of you coming on to serve our community here at ions Guy and I'm going to toss it right over to you to start sharing about your experience.
1: Wow! Thank you, thank you for having me. Uh, and from experience, I guess the spiritual experiences uh, that we're, we're talking about today—and it's where to start, really. My gosh, they've—they've they've always been there in reflection. Now I'm 48 years old. You know, um, I'm, I'm there's a lot of I, I like to think wisdom coming into my life from from past experiences and whatnot and what not to do. But within me, there's always been a a pull, a calling to something greater, um, and that that turns out to be the connection to self and know the divinity that is already within us. But uh, I never I never knew any of this existed. I grew up in Wales. I played rugby. I drank beer, and from that space, what can I say? Yeah, there was a, just a deeper calling. And then I, I left Wales at 20 years old. I wanted to go on a search. Uh, I wanted to bring meaning into my life. I was always asking the questions, well, why do people go to work? Why do they have jobs? Why do they do things they're not happy about? Why, 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 why Why aren't I happy? Why don't I have confidence? Why don't I have courage to do the things that I honor myself and want to do that? So it just felt like this really twisted ball of wool that was completely knotted. And uh, travel was my, my escapism. I started traveling and going around the world, but always quickly realized that wherever I went I went so (laughs) so from that space uh, I realized I was running away from my problems and I but I had no mentorship I had no guidance and I had no people really to to show me uh, that was a there was another way and looking back I really feel I had to go through I guess hit this this element of deep sadness deep loneliness and uh, I I was never diagnosed but probably a depression of sorts because I just couldn't find the joy and it cost me relationships it cost me uh, jobs I couldn't hold a job down and and countries so I never had a place where I felt I could call home even though I grew up in a very loving family but what this started to do for me was um, I guess get to that breaking point and start to look inward so I started to listen to Wayne Dyer, Eckhart Tolle, Deepak Chopra. And remember the CD players? Well, I, I used to have one of those and I used to have a portable CD player and I used to put it on my hip. And while all this was going on, I was working in the fitness industry and I was working at the university in Sydney because I had emigrated to Australia at 30 years old. As like, a, a, I guess, the last um last attempt to try and find resolve and I threw myself into the fitness industry and and I was kind of living this double life I was I was working as a fitness trainer I was stock trading the markets to because I had this in my idea that I'll um I'll make money and then I'll be happy then I could figure out what I really wanted to do and I was also then listening to all these incredible spiritual teachers that I was soaking in and I was always getting drawn to that And I ended up working with people with cancer. Now, all this will come together into my own spiritual awakening, but I think it's important for listeners to to understand that I feel there's always a... I always think of the quote, no pressure, no diamond. And quite often, we we need to go through this metamorphosis to really deeply appreciate the polarity of emotions and feelings and experiences. So if we do, for me, like loneliness and um, not feeling... I was really connecting with people to have to go through that. So now I can really soak in the richness of being in a family, my wife and my and my my children or my second baby coming. Like there's so much gratitude for that now. I can't even describe it from my heart, but I really feel I had to go through what I did to actually see what's right in front of me and start soaking that in. So from all this, um Working in the fitness industry, stock trading and listening to these guys, I ended up starting to take inspired action and I started a natural protein supplement company back in 2010. And I didn't really know what I was doing outside of my passion of connecting with people and and health. And the the company actually went on to become a multi-million dollar turnover company. And it threw me for a wobble because I'd lived with lack um, quite a large part of my life and had very um, interesting relationship when it came to money. And so the next thing I know, I found myself being able to go out and buy a Ducati. I lived in a beachside apartment in, in Eastern suburbs of Sydney. And, and it was this complete trajectory, but there was still this underlying feeling that hadn't been resolved my whole life. And so even all of a sudden I started to have a taste of what Western perceived success was. I still, Felt like there was a splinter I couldn't pull out of my soul. And by this point, I'd started podcasting, I was listening to different people, and I was always drawn to the spiritual work. So I just started meditating on a regular basis. And I'd learned about these things called the chakras, the energy centers, not really knowing what the hell they were. And I would start to meditate on them every day. I would wake up religiously. I just make it made this decision to I, I I'm gonna go in because something wasn't happening. And each day I remember I would I lived under the flight path. So I actually went out and bought really expensive headphones that were noise cancellations. So it was like honoring myself to, to do these meditation practices. And then I could start to sense and feel energy within these centers. It was very strange. It was I was starting to connect at a deeper level, and I was like, oh. That was what they're talking about. And then I had a moment where I was at a a retreat as I was exploring that I felt them completely fully open. And I had this burst of energy from my my root chakra. And at the time, I didn't know what, what this was, but I later learned it was your kundalini energy waking. And it shot through my body so much so I kind of fell to the floor. And felt all my muscles contract and, and this convulsion. But at this point in my, my life, this was about eight, nine years ago, because I'd been already exploring the inner work and I had done a, shama, a shamanic journey a few, few years previously. And I also had done a uh, a, um, a six-week workshop. It was not funny enough, it was now my business partner, Matt, working with sound and going in these short shamanic journeys with sound. It kind of I started to have reference points to be able to i guess hold space for myself while this energy was starting to move because it's exhilarating and as i'm sure you know Betty, it's exhilarating and terrifying all all at the same time you feel every emotion and this energy threw me on the floor and then and then i kind of just let it go and i surrendered into it and i just fully went into this shavasana because i remember um I guess a valuable lesson from my previous journeys were to, to don't fight, don't resist, to fully surrender, to to be present with the moment and trust the outcomes, that knowing that there's a greater good, wanting to show you something or reveal something to you. And for me, it was that this experience then it was undeniable that I became again everything. It became the universe, it came it became this full expansion and beings came in and started working on me. <laughs> and and I, so at first, when when it merged with your energy field, because your energy field is so open so sensitive, I could just feel their presence, and it felt like this great shadow that was there. But then it felt like, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie um, The Abyss. It's quite an old film. But the, the, the water comes out, and you see this face emerge out of the water, And that's what it was like. And they started working on me and sending energy through me and through my shoulder. And I could feel things starting to move and actually rework themselves in the moment where I'm extremely conscious. And I was just thinking, holy shit, like it's as real as real. And so this all happened. And, and then I've never shared this on a podcast before, but I'm going to share it with you because I feel I'm in the right space. Um, I went into another meditation the next day, and then a wormhole appeared inviting me to go down it. And it absolutely scared the shit out of me. And I went, no way. And I, I called time out, and I just opened my eyes. And it sat with me. Then from that point on, thinking, oh, what if I'd gone down it? What did they want to show? What do they want to do? And all these questions were coming up. Now this is going on when I'm at the peak of my um, running my supplement company, <laughs> and and already I, I'd felt a ve- a, an unhappiness, and I realized from th- this moment pretty much coming out of that that. Um, I'm, I, there's there's other things in store for me and i've and i have to follow this because once you have these experience I, I i go back home and my girlfriend was with me at the time but it was now my wife so she's understood every step of the journey and it's been beautiful that we've been able to support each other through these times that you go well you look around and and you it's like you see through people it but like people like all the masks and the the, the uh, shields that we put up and all the defense mechanisms that we, or, or we unconsciously do to protect ourselves, the, the, we start to see beyond all that and really feel what's going on for the person behind them. It's even hard to put into words. And why don't we, why don't we all know about this? Like, why don't we know that what is possible if we knew how powerful we truly were and what is possible my God, we would treat each other differently. The, the, the world would be so much a different place. And it was just kind of uh, walking around with my eyes open then with my jaw to the floor for I think months afterwards, just going, holy shit, holy shit. And, but then what was happening, I just went back into my company and just carried on. And then I started having basically mystical experiences from my bed at two, three, four o'clock in the morning and beings turning up and different things were happening. I remember the first, like I, I went out of body and I, and I remember laying there and all of a sudden the next thing I know, I'm waking up as if there's a disturbance or somebody, like almost an energetic shake. And I feel myself leave the top of my head. And the next thing I know, I'm in blackness and I'm out of my body. And, uh, and then, of course, I, I pushed against that. And then I, I, so I, I'm, so I started denying my almost. There was a, the human aspect of me was denying myself or to learn more. So then I realized, not long afterwards, that I'm I'm been shown a a path, a realization that I feel my my my, there's a, my soul is wanting to express more and more in this human form, but the human aspect of me is denying that. So then the pressure starts to build. And there was a point where then everything started to break down in my company. One of the first things that happened as I was pushing back was our accountant that we'd been working with Um took like nearly $50,000 out of our account that and took took it from us like pretty much illegally over the, this dispute and it's like how the hell did we get into this how did this happen you know from from running a company that was just like couldn't do a foot wrong to everything now was starting to fall the the business partnership was starting to get into a real tension there was more arguments it was and it's like wow i'm clearly meant to, to move on here and then I had this moment where I met my higher self myself and I was laying in bed Betty and this moment shook me to my core and essentially I, I remember laying there and I went out of body involuntary I'm just laying there I surrendered the next thing you know it was like I'm getting pulled out and I it was like skydiving but Going up, not down, and all I could see was was things just flying past me, layers after layers after layers, and it was the most, again, most exhilarating and terrifying thing. All in this moment, I think, holy shit, where's it going to take me? And it like spat me out somewhere so distant, so vast, so I have no idea. Into into space, there was the universe, stars, there were planets, and the next thing I know, it takes me up. And it takes me up to this all-seeing eye that was there. And there was this huge eye. And and I'm staring at this eye, and it just blinks at me. And, and, I, and I'm looking at it. And I thought, holy shit, that's me. And this this is me looking at myself. And it was like I'm getting a, a universal shake. And there was a knowing in that connection in that moment. It's like to say, I I don't know how to, I mean, in Welsh, you would say, stop being a wuss. And a wuss means, you know, a pussy or whatever, whatever the words are, but it was like, stop being a wuss and get on with it. And then it shot me back down. And then I went flying all the way back down. And then I hit the bed, hit the body. And it was just like, I'm just bolt upright. Like, Oh my God. What am I? What am I doing? I, I really have to uh, honor that because there was like this element of: Are you going to trust? Are you going to sur- fully surrender? Know what it's like to embody this work truly by your actions, not by the books, or not by your your mind or the intellect, or what, or the stories or the shit we kid ourselves with. It's like this is your path. You know you've chosen this. You've been yearning for it your entire life. Here it is. Get on with it now is now is needed and you know you, you just know and and i and i i remember telling the story to my wife and she just smiles and nods and say oh that's interesting that's her favorite words and i say look i really feel i need to somehow get a message out there and let other people know what's possible for those that are ready to listen and i want to teach meditation and i want to run retreats that was, and I had been talking about retreats for years prior to that. And, uh and she said, okay, you know, that you, you do that. And she's like, how are you going to do it? How are you, <laughs> how are you actually going to make a living from doing this? And I honestly said, I don't know. I really don't know, but I, I trust enough to, to call into that. So I essentially then, Made the decision, so, uh, I stepped down from my com- my partnership, it took us about six months, I sold out my company, and through that I had about enough finances uh, for one year to, to then know which direction I was going to go in. And I literally rang up a dear friend of mine that had a very a, a high function. It's funny, I knew everyone in the fitness industry and I rang him up and I said, "Hey, how do you feel if I ran a meditation workshop down at your gym because he had a very boutique in the middle of the CBD in Melbourne uh, gymnasium. He said, "Yeah, let's do it so I can help you kind of thing." And that was th- this was the catalyst then to to start that moving. And then as I was, Start to run these workshops and get feedback and how to work with people because I'd been working with people in the fitness industry, but this was in a very different environment. The mystical kept appearing more and more, so it it, it was just getting wild. It, different different events were starting to come in and. And I was learning how to actually start to hold space and work energetically with people, but actually hold space because, as you know, it can be quite – you want to give, you want to support, and and it can be very draining and tiring. So there's this whole new set of skill sets that I was having to really start to understand, but I don't think we really understand them until we're in the battlefield, until we're actually going through that. And then the the beings would keep showing up. So I'd be laying there at two in the morning and the next thing I you know I'd wake up to be in this completely beautiful green ball of energy or or, or different colors depending on what, what they were working on and, and then I could feel the shadow and the presence turn up again and start to merge but then start to send different energies through and all I could kind of hear and that knowing is surrender because it it was fascinating because there was always this element of, oh shit, within my nervous system, within my own traumas, whatever that might be, that kind of freaked out at first. So it was like this real dance of, of, wow, inviting in what we're actually yearning for, but allowing us to feel safe enough to allow that to happen. And I I think there's a there's a huge message in there for all of us with that, because the very things that we want in life quite often are the very same way because traumas that are held within us in the first place. And we don't we don't allow that to to naturally unfold. So as that started to to, to continue to happen, it got to the point where I started holding space then for the retreats, you know, within a month's trajectory. Uh, within a year's trajectory of just running these little workshops and everything there were enough people saying guy we want to do a retreat so my business partners today who are Matt and Petra uh, Matt Olmore and Petra Brozovic one works with sound one works with um, regression life between lives and as both are very experienced people in their own right I felt like I, I needed to work into a team and utilize other people's experiences that was like my entrepreneur side to 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 complete the team because I always remember Branson saying if you're the smartest person in the room you're in trouble and and I wanted to to lean into that and felt that we all could bring unique gifts and experiences to co-create something very special so from just trusting and allowing and being with that and just saying yes to the things that make your heart light up and get you enthusiastic and joyful, everything just started to take shape and start to work out. And just over a year later, we, we ran our first retreat. It was pretty much sold out. And I was like, oh, okay. And and we ran it and it was phenomenal. And it was so special. It was like bringing three individual musicians together, creating a band, and then your album is 10 times better than you could ever imagine from being yourself. And that's what it felt like. So we said, well, we got to keep going with this. Let's keep moving forward. And from that, we started holding space for these uh, immersive retreats for three nights, four nights, and, and now five nights as well that we've been done. This is all just before COVID as well, and then we, we navigated COVID but even through that these these experiences have become even more a more profound to the point where i'm i'm now holding space and i feel the presence of the beings turn up and and i'm i'm working with them and i can allow them in as much as they want Um, We have free will to the point where, uh, you know, different Ascended Masters are coming through. Now, I didn't even know what they were, an Ascended Master or whatever label. I I, I try not to get caught up in the labels uh, too much because it's just all energy at the end of the day. And, you know, we, we have nearly up to 100 people come in per workshop, and we run two of those on a weekend. And people come in, and and I feel like the 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 walls are breaking down to to allow or the bridge that's needed for people to have to have these experiences in a safe, controlled manner to allow them to support their own healing journey is becoming more and more possible. And that is what we've been passionate about. And it's just from my own. Experiences that I'm able to pass that on. So everything to where I am today has come from an experiential point of view, per se, first and foremost. And then I've been working backwards and finding the language and finding different ways of getting it across and, and supporting people who are ready to do it at the end of the day, you know, as, as you say, because people come in for all sorts of different reasons, bypassing their actual problems. They, they need to do it. New spirituality is a way of escaping from the things that they, they need to address as well. And yeah, I could go on really, but that, that that's that's it in a 15 minute. Wow, nutshell,
0: thank you so much for sharing. I got so much out of what you share. I felt like some of those message re- messages were directly for me. I was like, okay, I hear you, surrender, Ugh, so boring. I hate being in this constant state of surrender, but it really is where transformation happens. You know, and I, for, for me in my own spiritual journey, I've tried to figure out, so how can I hang on to this, you know, and I'll go through like the soul lesson over and over and over again, when really all I have to do is just let go. It's like that Mm. simple, but my human mind wants to overcomplicate it and say, no, no, I want expansion and I want this dirty piece of garbage to come with me. Please let me take this, this with me. And it's always like, no, you got to let it go so that you can continue on. So let me, I I wrote down a bunch of stuff while you were talking and um, I love, you know, you kind of started off by saying that like you had these quantum questions coming up for you like early in life. Like, who am I? What am I doing? You know, like, where, where, where are we? What's happening? And I really love that. I love that that awareness was available to you at a young age. And I love that you shared about wherever you go, you take you with you. And I think that that's a big lesson for, you know, like for for me too, that I had to, it took me a long time to understand that as well. You know, like there's so many things to heal um, along the way. And like, you got to heal them before you go anywhere, you know? Um, So I I also wanted to share about, you said kind of like after the, the Kundalini experience that you could sort of see through people. And I just wanted to identify with that. I could do that as well after my experience. And I used to go up. I mean, I was totally not integrated, completely wacky. And I would go up to people on the street. Like I'd see like a family. I'm talking like a husband, a wife, and a baby stroller. And I'd go up to the husband and I'd whisper in his ear and I'd be like, I know that you're cheating on your wife. You need to come clean and tell her immediately you're going to destroy your family. (laughs) and it was absolutely insane and crazy but I just wanted to identify with that that I too had that that kind of spiritual gift come up I didn't know how to just like take it as a gift or anything I was like totally insane about it but I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about well first let me ask you if you can describe the beings for us like do they come to you in form is it just a knowing that they're there can you like conceptualize them in imagery at all
1: no not so much not in imagery no no like uh, i i had uh, an exp- <laughs> i had an experience um only a week ago at uh, at, a, at an event i was running and it was it was so powerful that i couldn't get off the chair for about 20 minutes after a health space the energy was just insane. And it's really weird because people come up to you. Hey, oh, that was a beautiful meditation. They felt something. There's a connection. So people just want to share. And the whole time I'm just thinking, I'm just open. My eyes are just like, oh, I, I just need space <laughs> myself <laughs> for a minute, but that's fine. But all I can explain is, is that through, through the, the constant never ending practice of the process, the journey, then the, 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 there's there's a a level and depth of the the energetic field and our own Taurus energy that it's very hard to attain. It's like trying to describe what a rose smells like if you've never smelled a rose to someone, right? So there's that that very hypersensitivity of awareness that is developed through beyond. It's like an inner sense beyond the five senses. With it once you remove them, as the the perceptual um, navigator, if you like. So then you got that field, and then all of a sudden there's there's some energy field that you can I can feel merging. It's normally from behind or to, to my right, just above my head here on the right side for whatever reason. And what I find as well, my whole body will then start to shift and morph, morph as almost as if, I can feel it now actually. There's a channel. That wants to to work more with you, so then that energy. So all of a sudden, I can feel a presence. It's it's almost like a shadow coming into that field, and it's normally with colour that that starts to come in. And what I'm doing now is that when I feel that feel the presence in, I set the intention before I hold space. Um, of inv- inviting in anyone that's to bring in love, light, and, and harmony for the space. Welcoming as any ascended master that wants to, to to feel they have something to pass on energetically. And then once that happens, as I'm in the space, it's like um, it's like emergence of energies that creates something. Like, a, like all i can describe is like a waterfall coming through the body now and it's coming down and through and everything generally goes to color to what i'm working with this one went white so everything just goes white but then they use my vocal tones to to that's becomes the conduit of energy so as i'm speaking through the microphone to the to the audience that becomes the conduit of that energy to change the resonance and help support the collective resonance that start to harmonise within the group. So that's the best way I could describe it. And what's happening now is that their words will start to come in and mesh with mine. So I guess it's a form of channeling, really. At the end of the day, um, I'm not really au fait with the, the lingo, but that's what that's how, how it feels. And and it's in, in my world, it's like wow, it's it's undeniable. It is undeniable. So, I my feeling is now, and this is why this is the first time I've ever talked about this, Betty. And I've been on plenty of podcasts in the past, but I, I just feel I need to start sharing my truth because um, I know it will support someone else out there. I've always been very wary about it because I don't want to get labeled. I don't want that to be my identity. Uh, I'm 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 not special in any shape or form. And I just I just do it that's the thing it's the do, it's in the doing it's in the 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 choices and actions we take moment to moment is where the i think the, the magic really lies and we all have that ability within us so yes yeah.
0: exactly we all have access to this and i think that it is really important for us to share even about the way that like you just shared so eloquently about how you describe the whole experience. And that might help somebody be able to put language to what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I, I, obviously I advocate for IONS, like I'm a part of the organization, but IONS has sharing groups online. And when, when I first had my awakening and I had no language for what had happened to me, I had no idea. And I came to these sharing groups and I heard people talking about all different kinds of experiences experiences. And, you know, my ego was still a little involved. And there was like one woman talking about how Patrick Swayze was her spirit guide. And I was like, come on, girl, get out of (laughs) here. Like, that's wacky, you know? And then somebody else was talking about like talking to trees. And I was like, where am I, you know? And then I heard somebody explain my whole experience back to me. From their perspective, they had the same experience and they gave me words like kundalini, they gave me chakras, they gave me spiritual awakening, they gave me all these words that I, I had no, yeah you know, I didn't have that vocabulary at all. And so I really think that it's super brave to come out and share about the different aspects of our awakening process. Number one, because we've integrated a bit, we have some language, we can articulate our words And I really think that that's super brave. And thank you for taking space and sharing about that because it's definitely going to help somebody else. It's helping me right now. Um, Another thing that you said that I wrote down that really stood out for me is you you had said to your wife that you want to start to get a message out for those who are ready to listen. And I thought that that is so powerful. That little tiny sentence is so powerful because... You know, like there's no I I feel like in my own journey, there's no way to penetrate people who are not ready to receive the Mm -hmm. information and creating conscious space for people who are instead of like trying to start some kind of crusade where we go out and like start, you know, like hitting the alarm clock for people who are not ready to wake up or to be on this path. I love that you said that, like, how did you come to that awareness that it wasn't necessarily that you were creating space for everybody, that you were actually creating space for those seeking.
1: Just from my own journey, like I could, I, I was aware enough to, like all our wisdom is is is, behind, is with us from all of our experiences. And we have so much information that I feel we could tap into if we can look at it objectively without getting tied up in the, the emotions and all the things and the stories that come with it, right? And and I I I I just placed myself in a place of, wow, A, I had no idea any of this existed. Somebody said to me, there was a chakra, like, you are on drugs. What are you talking? You know, I came from the valleys of Wales, Betty. Like, I, came, I grew up in a council estate. Rugby, I was trained to hurt my opposite number as physically as hard as possible within the laws of the game. You know, there was this very male masculine driven thing. And so, you know, yoga felt esoteric to me, let alone all that. So as I was coming up against myself, but for whatever reason was allowing my heart to come to, to, to lead me more than my head, then it allowed me to progress on this journey. So every time I overcame my own, I guess, egoic belief system, I went, oh, actually, that is, I can see where they're coming from. They just didn't have a language if before. If somebody told me to open up my heart like a flower, I'd run a mile. But if somebody then explained to me the heart is actually a gateway into the autonomic nervous system that holds all the trauma, that if we can start to work from it that angle, it's like, ah, now I get that. So the language got me there initially, I think. So as I went in, when I'm finally overcoming all these things, I had enough awareness. And of course, running my own business in the past in the health space, I was exactly the same with food because I was a passionate foodie and nutrition. And I'm trying to convert people into cutting out sugar, cutting out processed food, starting to pull back on anything that's going to spike your blood sugar levels and all this kind of stuff. And nobody wants to hear it. And even the people that did want to hear it, they'd do nothing about it. I would, I, Like I worked at a university that was packed with thousands of people. It was the most diverse culturally place you could ever ask to be. It was like a village. And we had the TV studios across the opposite the road, the ABCs. So I used to know the disc jockeys and the, the producers and the everyone. And that diversity, they would all have the best intentions, most people, but they would never do anything about it. So it's like, okay. All right. And they were big, valuable lessons. So when it came to doing this, it's like, I'm going to, I'm actually going to, my actions is what's going to teach people. Because I realized I'd been through the initiations. And if people resonate with that, I was terrified about coming out saying I've sought my job and I'm teaching meditation. But anyone that actually voiced something was just full of support, encouragement, and just like good on you, like you know you you, and and it was very, I mean, guy, you'd have to knock me over the head otherwise. Like, but it was very obvious that as long as I keep honoring myself to the to the best of my ability, then that's going to resonate with a certain person that is ready to. Because I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to fluff this up. I don't like. I don't want to make it fairies and rainbows, like it is a, it is a tough, you know, it's it's an initiation into our next chapter of our lives when we, we come into this. But the the like anything that's done with the labor of love is so rewarding. And I feel that that's what I want people to do. People that actually are willing to show up for themselves and and to honor themselves with that. And and that's what makes it um it all worthwhile then, you know. And if they're not ready, that's fine. Then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the message any differently to that.
0: Thank you for sharing that, yeah. And I just wanted to add that I was part of like the New York bar scene for many, many years. And it's basically run by all Welsh men. And so I'm very aware that like spirituality is not part of Welsh culture. <laughs> so like, I'm totally aware of that. And that is a huge transformation, you know, very, very huge. So you kind of like, you kind of segued into what I wanted to talk about, maybe for like the last question or the last couple questions around health and wellness and, um, and what it's like to be a conscious parent. And I know that you're about to be a parent again, and that's that must be such a cool experience, like having this connection and knowing that you're actually shepherding a soul to earth, totally amazing. Um, and I'm wondering how does that come up, like how does that play into your role as a parent, the spiritual awareness that you have, the information that you have around health and wellness, like what is it like being a conscious parent?
1: Wow. Poor. first of all, I'd like to say I'm only conscious to the best of my ability, and I have no doubt there'll be other parents like, what is he doing that for? You know, I fall from grace, I get, I get triggered, my buttons get pushed. So um, I, I just want to say that straight off the bat. But the second thing is as well, I feel that... I feel blessed by having children a little bit later in life for myself personally. That's just my path. I'm not saying it's right or wrong because uh, I've evolved as a human being. And the fact that I've found a lot more happiness within myself first, that just emanates out, you know, from a being level, generally I just want to ensure that my, my daughter and my son was was just, you know, going to be here in about two months um that are held in a loving space and i set up safe boundaries within them and want to let them explore that to the best of their ability to find their way and do that and you know it it does it it highlights the things that that are beyond your awareness beyond your 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 conditioned um belief systems that you go oh I didn't realize that was still in there. That's interesting. So it helps me reflect as well. And I've created a life for myself. You know, it's been hard work, but I've created my life. I live in a beautiful little surf town next to the beach. Yes, I fly out and I'll run some workshops and retreats, but I also get to spend quality time with my daughter and set up that. So I feel like just my being, I think the greatest gift they can ever want is just, Presence, your attention, just being present with them. You know, it's so easy for the phone to ring or distractions, and and you know, pushing them off. Give me ten more minutes, you know. And they do. Kids demand a lot of energy. Jesus, like wow, you know. And it, it's always this dance. But it's certainly, I feel one of the things I'm very proud of is that I I feel like I'm showing her what is possible for her own life. That you know, I spent a, a, half of my life hating what I did for a living, really down on myself. Not, you know, in a culture that didn't that you got to work hard, you got to earn money, and then and then at the end of it all, you can maybe do something that you love from that. And you know, I'm full believer in that we create our reality if we live from our heart, follow our enthusiasm follow that inner guidance that we're always going to be okay, that we're always going to be supported and the way will appear. So I do my best as as conscious as I can to show her what's possible, but through my actions. I mean, we just took her to my family to the retreat we ran in Portugal, right? And I was a bit hesitant at first because you got people paying good money to come from all over the world to be in this retreat with us for six days. And my daughter would come up for breakfast and lunch with my wife and they'd come up. But the joy, seeing her intermingling with the participants, the best of almost, it was like the best of humanity, what's possible? Everyone's in their hearts, they're open. And she was having the time of her life as well. And for me, that just fills me up with no end of joy seeing that, you know, and really, I guess, bucking the system a bit, because I've always been that little bit rebellious. but then giving her these opportunities and so forth. So I don't know if that answers your question, but that's what it, it feels like.
0: No, I think that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing because I think that it's important. I I think that this is what's happening now. You know, there's a whole new wave of awakening. There's a new wave of conscious children. There's children that are coming into into onto Earth and they're already awoken. And so I think that yeah, your kids picked a real good dad to come onto this Earth <laughs> mission with. I think that's so great. Um, so thank you, thank you again for coming and sharing so vulnerably. It's the thing that I love about. About being able to do this, number one, I love that I can actually sit and be engaged because there was a time in my life when I absolutely couldn't. And it really is so exciting to actually hold this space And, um, and I love the authenticity of experiencers. It's like, yeah, like you go, you kind of like have these experiences and you're like, no need for the mask. Like, really, I have, I have no need for these things anymore. And that's also really exciting to be able to connect in that super authentic way. Uh, I just want to see if there's anything else that you'd like to share to feel more complete about our time together today.
1: only thing i would share is for everyone listening is to is i love i love the term lean in lean in and you know it's it's so easy to go into the the old conditioned patterns and become the victim of ourselves and 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 i know like we've all been there we've all we all go through that but it really does give us an opportunity to see ask a different question can we see this at a greater level of awareness to the mind that that it's creating it in the first place what else is possible i'm curious what is our soul wanting to show us in this moment and if we honor that and lean in and know when we're in and really start to identify when we're in our head and when we're in our heart it's not just metaphorical there's a real presence of when we know that we're here and we've landed and we can feel our heart energy open and and feel that container of space that we create within ourselves and in our communities and environments around us. So, I, I we'll honor those, develop those, th- that awareness. This, they're all skill sets, I feel, you know. And if we develop them, nurture them, honor them, stop racing for the goal, stop racing for the results, appreciate the journey, everything is there right under our noses if we stop to pay attention. And honor our human condition. Don't hate it. You know, we we here having this experience, these physical experiences. Work with the animal. You know, <laughs> let, let, have a have a relationship with it, and and you know, life can take a very different trajectory. That's Oof. for sure
0: that is beautiful beautifully said wonderful way to close out this episode thank you again so much all of your information will be in the liner notes of this episode so that people can follow you like and subscribe as we say on youtube (laughs) and find out what you're doing so thanks so much for being here guy really appreciate you
1: you're very welcome betty thank you so much for lovely
0: all right we'll see you next time
1: thank you